Hello and welcome to First Geek 411, episode 79. I am your host, Cameron Franklin, and with me, as always, the Filipino Fez, Chris Nicolay. Chris, how are you doing today? I am well, minus the migraine I had all day, but mm. yeah. Migraines are dumb. Yeah. Doop. And with us, the Hufflepuff of podcasting, Deanna Franklin. That's me. What? And the possessor of Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's also right. <laughs> and we're taking this show off the rails. <laughs> Already. That's what it's made to do. <laughs> I bought Chris a t-shirt. We're best friends now. It's a pretty sure. cool shirt. Well, I picked it, it up. He paid me. But still. It is a red panda and it's set, crossing its arms and it says, I speak fluent sarcasm. I'm, and it's a con exclusive, so only get it at that con. Or at a convention, I don't know. But I saw it and I was like, this is 100% Chris's shirt. So, <laughs> But anyway. Before we get into this week's show, let's go through our social media and then have a little teaser for what we'll be talking about. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and our PlayStation community as 1Geek411. You can send us an email at 1STGeek411 at gmail.com. You can rate, subscribe to us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. And we should be pretty much wherever else you listen to podcasts as well. You can check out the show notes on our website, onegeek411.com, where you can find all of the podcasts in the First Geek 411 network thing. We never discussed the name, (laughs) including Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust. Name to be revamped at some time in the future. Yeah, we'll figure out the podcast network thing. Possibly <laughs> upon the third edition of the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Upon the us actually taking time to discuss it. <laughs> but let's get into some of our teasers for this week. We are going to um, talk about a popular streaming platform that is bringing another popular activity to its service. You mm. want to ask what mobile game is a clone of another game and will allow you to capture what instead of what? We want to know who is your favorite Spider-Man, whether it be animated, live action, or video game. And then we want to know about your favorite Halloween movies. And so if you, um, as a listener, would like to write in with your answers to any of these, you can do that at the social media above or on our website. So before we get into the actual show formal, let's get into our favorite things from this past week. There is a bug on my monitor. Ooh. Um, Eating. So <laughs> let's get into our favorite things now that I've distracted myself. Deanna, why don't you go first? Uh so I went to <laughs> I went to Alamo City Comic Con in San Antonio, Texas. Um where the Alamo is. Of Wait, course. the Alamo is in San Antonio? Shush. But, uh, <laughs> no, I just mean that as the joke because everything in San Antonio is Alamo something. Pretty much. It's like the least creative. Because we have to make sure that we remember it. You you can never forget the Alamo. Remember the Alamo. Anyway. um, And it was, speaking of the Alamo, also being held in the Alamo Dome, the big stadium downtown San Antonio. Um, And I got to meet some Disney voice actors, including Scott Wagner. Wagner? I don't know how to pronounce his last name correctly. Um, Lynn, who plays 
Aladdin, and Linda Larkin, who voices Jasmine, and Jody Benson, who voices Ariel, and Paige O'Hara, who voices uh, Belle. And it was awesome. I was like, my childhood, I get to meet them. And all of your childhood in one place. Yes, it was wonderful. And also, we've talked about Cobra Kai on the show before, but I wanted, I talked about this in our other podcast, but I want to mention it again because it was just one of those one of a kind situations. We were in line for Jody Benson right next to William Zabka's line um, from Karate Kid and also Cobra Kai. And how much your mother? <laughs> And how much your mother. And so we were like at the corner of Jody's line about to like get up to her table, like really like fairly close to William Zabka because he was up like he was like meeting people at that end. And it's kind of hard to describe visually through audio, but we were in earshot of him. And like I said, loud enough, he was like just finishing up with some people signing their autographs, taking pictures. I go, it's the real karate kid. And he stopped and he's hurt. He heard us. He turned. He like walks over to us, like around his booth, walks over to us in a different celebrity's line and gives us, um, me and my friends, a hug. <laughs> and I got to tell him that I liked the Cobra Kai show, but I was just like, we had an interaction with the celebrity in another celebrity's line, and it was wonderful. But I was just so excited. <laughs> I was like, it's William Zabka, the real karate. Real. <laughs> so what you're telling me is there are tricks. So while you're in line. So you don't have to wait in multiple lines to meet all the celebrities. <laughs> you just figure out some weird thing to say that will bring them over to yeah, you. Yeah, you just can't take a picture with them or get their autograph. But if it works. But if you want to just yell compliments <laughs> at people and see what happens. Yeah. There's definitely somebody dresses like the Karate Kid, like um, Daniel from the, um, that movie um, in his like karate uniform. <laughs> it's just like, And there are so many people with Cobra Kai t-shirts on at this con, but. Um, yeah, I was busy meeting Ariel dressed up as casual Ariel and got got a little interaction with William Zabka and it was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Zabka. Um, but yeah, so it was a great weekend. If you want to hear more, check out Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust podcast. Our latest episode, episode six, has more of that event in that episode. Sounds good. Chris, what was your favorite thing from this past week? Um, so this past week, I did watch the Sabrina reboot, the Netflix original, which is set in the same universe as Riverdale, mm-hmm. oh. which is the comic thing. But it's also a different network, so it's Netflix versus the CW. Um, they do make references to Riverdale, but whether or not we'll actually see a full crossover is a whole other thing. Interesting. Um, but... In terms of this reboot, wow, it's really dark. A lot darker. A little creepy. Really creepy. Um, plays on themes of, obviously, because she's a witch, Satanism, Satanism and fun stuff like that <laughs> also. But <laughs> it has some interesting religious overtones that are interesting to see on screen um i think it's worth the watch um don't take everything if you're like super religious in terms of our podcast um too literally or seriously take it as a fantasy show (laughs) yeah exactly because that's what it is Mm -hmm. um supernatural has similar elements as well so yeah exactly yeah um 
This one's a little more overt than Supernatural. It is. Yeah. I've only, I watched most of the first episode and I'm like, this is not the TV show I grew up watching, but this is interesting. (laughs) (laughs) This is not Melissa Um, Joan Hart's show. (laughs) It definitely probably plays a little more true to themes within the actual religion. But also they can serve as like a warning for the actual religion. I don't know. Check it out. It's, it's, overall really good mm-hmm. in my opinion um portrays everything yeah i don't know <laughs> also harvey's not a dumb person not a dumb jock it, <laughs> yeah. which is nice <laughs> okay for me my uh, my favorite thing from this past week um, as while Deanna was at alamo city comic con i had a board game weekend with some guys out at the lake house and so we played um, games like Seventh Continent, Unfair, Evolution, um, Century Spice Road, Carcassonne, Sagrada. Um, I feel like that's probably everything. I mean, just had a lot of fun playing some games. We also busted out Towerfall Ascension, Star Wall, and Rocket League on PS4. And so. We just had a great time catching up with a bunch of people that I haven't seen in a while since I've been living in Connecticut. And so it was really nice to get to get to see a bunch of people, some of which I hadn't even seen since like college. And so it was a lot of fun. Highly recommend Seventh Continent. I'll hopefully be doing a review of it for the podcast a little bit later on, but I need to play another game before I do that. So, so let's jump into the news. Um, Chris, you have a question to get us going. Well, we actually have a couple, but we'll start with the... So, for you guys, if you guys haven't figured it out yet, what popular streaming platform is bringing what activity to their platform? So, Twitch. And upcoming... Yep. Twitch I really is wanted it to be platform. Um, the CNN streaming service. Or Disney Singing? XD. Or Disney XD. Like just like the like Disney actually XD. something like crazy random besides Twitch. I was I was hoping that it was legitimately like what's is is the Star Trek one on CNN? CB, CBS that one. That's the one I was CBS. thinking. It's like that. Let's have that streaming service do something crazy. Mm-hmm. But okay, so it's Twitch. Oh right, right. But it's a social streaming service, right. so you know what you stream. So what activity? Um, so Twitch. I mean, you can yep. kind of stream anything you want. I'm curious as to what this means. I don't know. So new connectivity. So Twitch is bringing Carrie. Oh, and it's going to be awful. Like, and by awful, I mean great to yes. watch. But amazing at the same time. So, yes, Twitch is partnering with developer Harmonix, who is responsible for, you know, titles such as Rock Band. Um to bring a new karaoke-style game to its platform called Twitch Sings. Chris, you're on. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I um, challenge game, you to yeah. do it. So this, in, this will be it a is, podcast at some point. We'll be us doing yes. Twitch Sings. We'll, yep. we'll be it. y'all it doing It is specifically Twitch built sings. for their, the live streaming platform and will allow viewers to request songs through chat. <laughs> um. And you'll also be able, the viewers will also be able to cheer and activate stage lights oh. or give streaming huh. challenges. 
from hiding song lyrics to ask them to sing like a vampire. Oh my goodness. Oh my. Yeah. Hi. The official release date has not been announced yet, but um, expected to go into a closed beta later this year. Either way, this sounds this, I'm excited. It sounds like it's going to be yeah, so literally bad, the worst thing. So much fun. And I'm so excited for it. I'm excited. I think it's the best thing. <laughs> like, I, I'm excited to see like popular streamers incorporate this into their streams somehow. Yeah. One of the magic streamers that I follow, um, whenever he's playing a deck that's like that kind of just takes a long time to win, he has like a little drum set that he plays. And so, I mean, this isn't that much farther away than this, like than, than, than like Twitch things. It's just, it's just rock band. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see what there is actually going to be, like what the challenges are going to be or whatever. But this is going to be a definitely fun. Um, and this was announced along with whatever new moderation tools they are uh, releasing for, you know, standard mm-hmm. stream control mm-hmm. policing. I don't know. But still, this is going to be... A lot of people are going to, like, let's see how bad this person actually is at singing. Or, wow, or they're there, amazing. There, or there's going to be, like, yeah, there's definitely going to be some streamers where you're like, oh, There's going to be someone that gets discovered through this, and then it's going to become, like, a huge thing. It's going to be me. <laughs> it's going to be the new YouTube discovery yeah. thing. Hmm. Interesting. Um, and, Chris, yeah. you've got another question to get so, us going. I do. So, um, we... Uh, Tease this out earlier, but um, we had a mobile game clone um, is a obviously copy of what popular game, and will allow you capture what instead of what. So I'm guessing Pokemon Go. Okay. Capturing which is correct. Slimes. Like slime rancher. <laughs> slime rancher. <laughs> um. Slime Rancher spin. I want like <laughs> those really blatant ripoffs where it's like dragons or something, but it's similar but legally distinct from extremely obvious dragons. Like Fantastic <laughs> Beasts. <gasps> that. Did I get it? Dang no, it. you didn't. Because this is a lot more obscure than what you guys are thinking. So this Pokemon Go clone will allow you to collect Catholic saints what? instead of Pokemon. I'm interested. Will the saints spawn based on where I'm located? <laughs> I, I'm assuming, I have no idea exactly how this is going to be set up. But the game is called Follow JC Follow Go. JC Go. Um, and... Um, it was developed by a the Fondation Ramon Panay, which is a Florida-based Catholic evangelical group. Um, and the Vatican isn't officially involved with its <laughs> development, but um, apparently they Pope Francis has looked at it, and he is a fan. And the a quote from the executive director of 
the group said, you know, Francis is not a very technological person, <laughs> but he was in awe. He understood the idea, what we were trying to do, combine technology and evangelization. So this is one of those things. Okay. This is going to be like super bad and awkward <laughs> with like this really good intent in terms of evangelism. <laughs> but we know how Christian For the record, apparently oh, there's like no. 10,000 Catholic saints. Really? There's a lot. Like, according to my very brief Google search, like, that's a lot. Are we? This might be sacrilegious. Are you going to (laughs) battle Catholic saints? Like, what's the actual game? So, instead of the traditional combat elements, they are replaced with philosophical questions that players will have to answer. When they come across saints and other biblical names, oh, and not so it won't other also just cover Catholic saints. It'll also cover um, include biblical characters, um, and yeah, all right then. And will also contain elements related to prayer, um, where play and also players may have to eat and drink and pray to level up their characters in some way. Um, and it also apparently encourages players to go to church whenever they pass one. I mean, <laughs> get them somehow. Which is like just thinking back to like the Pokemon Go days when like churches, like big churches, were you know the Pokemon the Go stops. Our church has a gym. Mm-hmm. Or is a gym? Oh, okay. Or a gym or something, <laughs> you know, like where people are coming by and like churches were then putting up like in their little news bulletin out in front of their building you yeah know? the little like marquee putting thing up signs yeah. like hey come on in we're happy we got water and stuff for and you and we're stuff. a gym or we have stuff. just really pissed yeah. and like stay off our lawn she's like okay <laughs> but yeah and it is currently What's available this game is just out? so you know um it is out and playable in four languages, which are Spanish, Italian, Portuguese, What's the and name of this again? English. Oh, wait. No, sorry. It is only available in Spanish currently, but Italian, Portuguese, and English versions What's the are name on again? their way. Oh, okay. Follow JC Go. Aww. I give him credit. That's pretty <laughs> creative. It. Even if it's like it copying, hilarious. like that's a creative like, way to copy. Something. It has three point two stars. <laughs> it already it's has two thousand plus or a hundred thousand plus downloads. Wow. Well, I mean, with its yeah. limited release, I mean, just in Spanish. Apparently, hey, if you guys know some Spanish, check it out and tell us what you think. Or maybe you need to brush yeah. up on your Spanish. <laughs> This might be a good way to do it. Um, All right. And one of the, like, so in the article I'm reading, one of my favorite things is there aren't any gyms for players to beef up their saints. And it seems unlikely that you'll be able to evolve Jesus by feeding him certain amount of bread or fish. Oh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to touch that. <laughs> Let's face it. Most of Je- most most of Jesus's level ups were when he starved himself and went out into the desert to pray. I mean, <laughs> there was kind of that whole like kind of that tempted whole... for forty days thing. 
<laughs> but moving on before we get too sacrilegious <laughs> here. <laughs> Um, right. we are collectively from states, um, of, or these states of Texas and Montana. And as such, there are certain stereotypes associated with those states. And so my, my, um, first question of the cast for y'all has to do with one of those stereotypes. Have you ever ridden a horse? And if so, do you have a cool story about riding a horse? Yes. I have as well. We've yes. all ridden horses. <laughs> Proud of all of us. Multiple what? times. It's not like when I travel and people find out from Montana, they don't. Yeah, we get that too. And I'm like, I'm from the city. Whatever. Although Montana law does say if you do ride a horse to school, the school must provide a place for boarding and feeding it. Interesting. The school day. Still That's... active law. I'm from so a small know. town, but people like closer into Dallas would ask me if I rode a horse to school yeah. just as a joke because I lived kind of out in the middle of nowhere. To be fair, time. I probably would have asked you that if I would have known you during high school. Yeah, because you're a city <laughs> slicker. You don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so one of our senior pranks was because of the law that was on the books was a ton of us seniors rode horses to school because we, the school does not have a place to board the horse or feed it mm-hmm. or the facilities to feed them um, throughout the day. So legally, they can send you home and you can't get That's kind of great. I, but yeah, I would kind of... There was a few of them that did that. Um, an interesting like tidbit about riding horses. My dad's side of the family would have a family reunion called the roundup every year in may and there's several members of that side of the family that have done like um barrel racing and uh what are what else are they called like various rodeo activities and so they would have like a weekend camp out bring their trailers with Mm. horses and we would just like ride horses over all over my uh aunt's property so basically i just go Dad, which one of these cousins are we relate closely related to that has a horse? <laughs> so I'd like I'd go up to him and like be like, "Excuse me, I'm so and so's daughter. Can I ride your horse?" And they'd saddle it up, and I'd go run around with my second and third cousins that I barely knew around this <laughs> extensive property. <laughs> it was a great time. I felt like a real cowgirl, I... even though my dad's a city oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> The first time I rode a horse was actually at a like mm-hmm. day camp, mm-hmm. summer day camp. Um, that was held out at a ranch area, and you know part of it was learning about horses and and riding them. And for the last piece of that, we you know we took a trail, a little trek with the horses out, and I was on this horse that was really close to another horse. Uh-oh. And I always want to be near him, so I had like no control. <laughs> like, if other person would take off, and I couldn't, my horse would just take off. Like, I have to stay off. with my friend. Yeah. You don't tell me what to do, human. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so I've ridden a horse once, and it was, it was kind of like the situation you're talking about, Chris. It was like a camp. I think I was in like elementary school, and we went like with the school for a couple days. And like part of what we had to do was ride a horse, and I just honestly don't really remember it. Like, I remember it happened, but, like, I don't really remember much of the actual event, which I guess is good, because that probably means I didn't get kicked by the horse. So, there's that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Is that that camp that I did learn that about Pasifina horses? Which are horses that have a really smooth mm. trot. Like they pick up their feet completely or like the way they, they, they trot. Um, yeah, because trotting is very, very bouncy. Keeps it. Yeah. Whereas Pasifinos don't have a bouncy trot. Like mm. they are known where you can like drink a glass mm. of wine while you're riding one. They're typically show horses show or whatever, horses. but they're also prone to certain injuries because mm. of their trot. Um, but yeah, still yeah, one of my right cousins had like a thoroughbred or a cross uh, between a thoroughbred and something else. Maybe it was very tall. So that one I'd always like to ride because it can go fast. Go zoom. <laughs> yeah, we'd, we'd zoom across the field. Yeah, so the reason we're talking about riding horses is because of the latest release um, in the video game world of Red Dead Redemption 2, a game by Rockstar that takes place in the Wild West. Um, it launched Friday of this past week and opened with sales of $725 million in three days. That's a lot. Yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of a big deal. Um, I will say I watched a trailer of this. And it looks cool. Mm-hmm. Like it seems very realistic. Like you just walk game. into an area and like you're pulled into the scene or something that's happened. It's not just like like it's it seems to me like it's not just go over here and someone's got a quest for you. It's like you walk into a spot and then like all of a sudden something happens and you can do something about it or not yeah. or something. Red Dead the first well, Red Dead Redemption, which is the second game in the series, which is kind of confusing. Um, is a fantastic game. I played it on PS3. Um, and this one just kind of dropped at a time where I'm not specifically looking for a new game to play, but I've been hearing amazing things about it. There have been some really cool, like I saw a GIF mm-hmm. today on Reddit um, of the animal physics in the game, and it was two bucks whose horns had gotten stuck together. And like they and they were like trying to untangle themselves. I was like, oh, like that's crazy. That like that's, that that is programmed in as a behavior, and mm-hmm. so, yeah. But I mean, mm-hmm. what do you expect from Rockstar, though? What other popular games, Dana, do you think Rockstar is responsible oh. for that might be almost similar to this? Skyrim. No. Elder Scrolls. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> I know. Those two are the same thing. Uh, um, just so you know. PUBG. It also has to do with criminals. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto. Yes. Uh, there yep. it is. Grant Rockstar is responsible for the GTA Shows series. what I know about know, game developers. Again, I know very little. Yeah, they also did Bully, <laughs> which is a lot of people consider to be like a cult classic as far as video games go, which is takes some, um, some of the formula but puts it into a school setting. Some people have said that mm-hmm. um, Rockstar could probably take the design that they put into Bully and make a really good um, Harry Potter game because they actually made, apparently, I haven't played it, but apparently they made like going to class actually interesting, which is kind of what a Harry Potter game would need since you have like potions class and all that kind of stuff. So, Yeah, I'd agree. If you've played Red Dead Redemption 2, let us know what you think about it. We would like to hear. Um, I imagine, at least I'll probably get to it eventually, but not right now. I know it's fairly popular, but it's 
not on my list. Mm. It's typically just not my game style. Um, it's probably something I enjoy would enjoy watching someone play, but yeah, all in mm-hmm. all, but still it looks phenomenal. I, this is not one a game that I would knock yeah. people for playing or enjoying. For me, like yeah. sports games, it kind of comes <laughs> off the back of another game that we're about to talk about, which is Spider Man. And so it's another very big open world game. Um, and so I kind of just am not in the mood for another one. But on a similar like sales note, Spider-Man has set the record um, for the highest, I'm just trying to find the actual quote, um, for highest dollar sales um, of, a PS, um, of a PS4 exclusive. And so... Which is kind of oh his actual quote Marvel Spider Man the best selling game of September achieved the highest launch month dollar sales of any PlayStation exclusive in history, and is the seventh largest launch ever achieved by any game on any PlayStation platform. So not just PS4, but it's the highest um, exclusive launch month of any PlayStation game. So. Can we also talk about how like IGN has an obsession with water and they always like dock a game for reviews because of some <laughs> water aspect? Or in Spider-Man's Puddlegate. case, Puddlegate. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Something about puddles in the game were Yeah, well, like, yeah, I don't know if I I never actually I saw remember. any of the actual like news sites complaining about it i saw a bunch of people complaining on the internet that the e3 demo wasn't the actual game and all that but um wouldn't be the first time that right. a demo wasn't true to game nor yeah. the last especially when you're just showing early concepts like your proof of concept is typically just a right. graphic trailer of some sort um and they always have to tone it down for development eventually but it is hey. what it is. So with that, as we transition into the next bit of news, I actually want to know who is your favorite Spider-Man, whether it is video game, movie, cartoon, who are some of your favorite, favorite Spider-Man and or Peter Parker's and or other Spider-Men and why? Tom Holland's the cutest. <laughs> Tobey Maguire has nostalgia for me because I was early high school, late junior high when that came out. I thought it was cool then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which it was. The sequels were meh, but I liked the first one. I liked the second one a lot. <laughs> I remember Super seeing, meh. I think it was Spider-Man first 2. And second were decent. I think right after I watched Attack of the Clones, I think those came out at the same time. Um, around each other. No, I think you're thinking Revenge of the Sith was about the same time. Okay. Attack of the Clones were like 12. Yeah. Duh. Um, and so regardless, it was, I was just all like Spider-Man, one of the Spider-Man and a Star Wars movie and kind of remember thinking like, isn't, this is kind of just better. And I remember being kind it's of. It's probably can, Revenge of the Sith. I remember kind of being like, um, yeah, so Spider-Man 2 <laughs> came out in 2004. <laughs> Yeah, that's when that was. Um, I was a freshman in high school um, after that, so eighth grade. But yeah, and so, um, Chris, what about you? Um, in terms of the movies, Andrew Garfield has always been 
or Thank you. one of my favorites. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man mm-hmm. storyline is I've always found a little more compelling than the traditional, um, a little more mm-hmm. sciency um, ideas. Um, Tom Holland outside of Homecoming is my favorite. There's some aspects of Homecoming that, like, well, okay, you're dumb. <laughs> you're, you're <laughs> But they're they're all supposed to be a kid. I, I like, get that's the that. Thing. Right. Just because mm-hmm. Toby Maguire was like twenty um, something when he played a sixteen year old or whatever. Not a kid. <laughs> like, he was like, yeah, not a kid when he played it. And looking back, like that probably irritates me most about his his version was like everyone's so mm-hmm. old at this. You're not a high schooler, um, but. Otherwise, I am a big fan. Oh yeah, of Spider Ham. That's a good one. <laughs> just, just, just flavor wise in terms of the Spider Verse is just hilarious to me, and yeah, I can't wait to see him in the uh, new mm-hmm. uh, animated. For the movie. record, Tobey Maguire was twenty seven when he played Spider Man in Spider Man One. Oh, he was your age, and so he was a. 27 year old playing like a 16 year old so yeah that doesn't work <laughs> not convinced yeah um for me i actually really like this video game version of spider-man um from marvel spider-man um i think it's it's a good take on the character i like that kind of similar to tom holland spider-man they skip the origin story and he just is spider-man um, I really like that difference. I like getting to see an older Peter Parker because a lot of times I do feel like that character kind of gets shoot, like shoehorned into just being perpetually 16 in every reboot. Um, and so yeah. I kind of like that change. Um, there was like a cartoon Spider-Man like I remember watching. I don't remember in exactly. In the 90s, yeah. Yeah, this, this, wasn't, this was like mid-2000s, I think. Um, oh. I should have looked it up beforehand since I knew I was going to be asking this question. But I remember liking that version of it, though. Like looking back on it, I couldn't really tell you much of what happened. Hmm. I just remember remember liking it. Um, yeah. But I remember watching some of the TV show from the '90s, I believe, um, and. When I, last year at Universal Studios in Florida, they have a Spider-Man ride that's based off of the cartoon from the '90s, and mm-hmm. I loved it. I was like, "This just feels like my childhood." It's so great, and they have like clips from the cartoon, like in the queue line and stuff, um, like all the old villains and things. It's like a 3D, like you move through scenes, like, and mm-hmm. you're in one of those moving, um, like vehicles and stuff. But. Yeah. It might be oh, Spider-Man, the new animated series that I'm thinking about, but I'm not. That sounds right. I'm not, that's from 2003, but I'm not 100% sure that was it. But regardless, the reason um, that we use that as a transition piece is I, I saw this cool interview the other day, um, and we'll be sure to throw the actual video in the show notes, but it's with the directors of The Incredibles, um, and it's them talking about kind of their thought process for how the heroes get their powers. Um, and then they kind of go into a power that all the characters almost had. And it was kind of interesting. So um, they go through the idea of like playing on stereotypical family tropes 
for, for the powers. Mm -hmm. And so like they talk about how Violet's power is like invisibility because she's at this age where people don't want to stand out. They don't necessarily want to be seen by everyone around them. And um, Dash's powers come from the fact that he's this like young kid and all and kids are just bundles of energy. Um, and that's where his speed, that's why they decided to give him speed. And I thought it was really cool. Um, and then I know, I think Deanna, you watched the video, Chris, have you seen it? Okay. Yes. Um, so For one of the part. things that I love is that all the characters except Bob almost had the power of flight. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were going to have some scenes where like the whole family is getting places quickly and having to wait for Bob, um, mm-hmm. as he had to drive there, which I just think is hilarious. Yeah. I understand like why they didn't do that though. Cause that kind of would have been just a little too much and mm-hmm. a little bit like if you can fly, you kind of have it over everybody and it's a little bit much, but I think that is funny. They're just like, Oh, that's the one thing he didn't get. Um, yeah, I think it's it makes I liked, sense for story reasons too. Yeah, and I liked that they. Sorry. Yeah, I I like the Go way ahead. they had to make the the parents into this duo, like where for mm-hmm. their effect they had to work together for their to travel essentially at a at a extent piece, you know, using her elastic girl's elastic mm-hmm. ability to be able to launch mm-hmm. him elsewhere or whichever and yeah and i like that uh, how they talked about like their different abilities and how like the mom like is elastic because she's like stretched in all these different directions i'm like that is such a mom thing like they're kind of they have so much responsibility or they feel like they have to take care of everything it's like you're doing a million different things um so i think like it's a very it's kind of a stereotypical trope but i think it makes sense for that family mm-hmm. um but yeah I like I like that idea. I kind of had that feeling watching the movies of like I feel like their their powers very much re- reflect their personalities and re- and stuff and their point in life. Mm-hmm. Well, for us here in the United States, I don't know how it's celebrated elsewhere. It is almost Halloween. Um, as of recording, Halloween is tomorrow. So um, I thought it'd be really cool for us to have a discussion. This isn't necessarily like directly news related by any means, um, but more of just a a fun discussion for us to have as we segue into um, one more thing and then our top three for the week. But um, IMDb recently updated their top 100 Halloween movies of all time. I mean, one of the things that I like about this is that they say it's the most quintessential, quintessential holiday-themed films, specials, and television shows. And so I like that they're acknowledging, especially in this day and age with Netflix, that not everything has to be a feature movie to be a good Halloween property. And so before we get to what that O was probably about, um, I want to hear from you all. What are some things that you look for in a good Halloween movie? needs to have the Halloween spirit. Like, I don't know. It's just got to feel like that time of year and the festivities surrounding the holiday. And personally, I like family-friendly, spooky Halloween. I don't, like, I en- I'll sometimes enjoy a somewhat suspenseful, scary movie, but I kind of like the family-friendly 
Halloween stuff because it's just plain fun. You're not like trying to traumatize anybody. <laughs> but that's just me. What? It's when you're supposed to be able. You're. That's when I it's like legally Disney's allowed Halloween. for you. To version version of Halloween. <laughs> I will say I like, I like the like subculture trope. Like there's an Halloween underground for like these things. That when they start to appear in real life, people doubt it or, you know, it's it's like, oh, that's just a Halloween thing. It's not real. What do you mean? Like, what's a, what then it is? What would be an example? So, you know, traditionally, so like with like I talked about Sabrina earlier, you know, like there is a which okay. culture within a town that they kind of keep hidden, but then it starts to reveal itself and people are like, no, it's not real. Or like even within like, you know, yeah. one of the most popular, like Hocus Pocus or. Like there's always a disbelief that suddenly know, becomes, it's oh, like, it's actually a real thing. Real. Yeah. Because it's, it's just like, Halloween, oh, magic's know? real. Or, Whatever. oh, the curse is real. Or, or there's Halloween a yeah, town. magic town. I will say. Um, this list, I'm already looking at it because I cheated. I don't know what we're supposed to do, but th- the three of the top four were in our Disney podcast ranking of top Disney Halloween movies. <laughs> and that makes me very happy. And I think they're in the same order. <laughs> I'm like, we did a good job ranking these oh. movies. There's one stuck in there, but it's not Disney and it's creepier, but it's a, it is a classic. Well, one of these is not a Halloween movie, so. <laughs> yeah, so their top, okay. um, quick, let's do a quick jaunt through their top couple. Um, their number one is Hocus Pocus. Yeah, it is. Um, and then number two is Halloween. Yep. Um, number classic. three is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Number four not is a Halloween, Halloween Town. Number five <laughs> is Trick or Treat. Six is the 1991 The Addams Family. Love it. Number seven is the 1988 Beetlejuice. That's a good one. Number eight is Casper. Number nine is Monster House. Mm -hmm. Then number 10 is the Good Ghoul. When Good Ghouls Go Bad. I'm surprised Young Frankenstein isn't on isn't up near the top of this because I love that one. Um, I will say I own Casper. The Addams Family movie, Halloween Town. I don't, I think I have Nightmare Before Christmas. Some of my family does. And I have Hocus Pocus. So I've got the good one. I sh- and I saw um, yeah. the Alamo Draft House did a showing of the original Halloween a couple years ago. And I went to see it in theaters. And I'd never seen it before. That was really fun. So. Yeah, and just looking like farther down this list, so the, what they've updated this list to also include are you know series or mm-hmm. Netflix originals or you know streaming service originals, mm-hmm. such as Stranger Things is number Michael 15. Jackson's Thriller. Um, oh yeah, his music video. Oh, Ghostbusters yeah. is on here. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the Haunting of Hill House, which is which is mm-hmm. a Netflix series as well, um, currently up came out this year is number 11 i've heard checked that out yet that but too. i hear it's pretty good a little i've heard really good things about that one um and then 
Sabrina is, you know, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Netflix's reboot, um, which I mm-hmm. really talked We've about. We've got some Tim Burton in here. So. Oh, the super Supernatural TV show is on here, and also Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, which is the most Halloween of the Harry Potter films. Hmm. Oh. Also, shout out to Kiki's Delivery Service Love at thirty-two. Oh, Ghibli. And Clue makes the list at number 50. I love Clue. It's so good. It is oh It is one gosh, of those really so bad. bad, good movies. It's like it's good because it's bad. It's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. But. but yeah, so there's a bunch on that list. We sent it out on our social media, um, and we'll include a link to it in the show notes if you listeners have a, have a movie that didn't make the list that you think should because it's a quintessential Halloween um, franchise or IP, let us know. Um, and we'll talk about it next time we record. Yeah. And so with that, um, Chris, you have a little bit of dongle news. Dongle news. Yes. So, um, earlier today, it's the 30th. It's Halloween Eve. What day is it? When we're recording this. It is the 30th. Okay. I can't remember if this was today or yesterday. Um, Apple had their uh, live event um, where they announced the new iPads Pro, I mean, uh, that new iPad Pro and their MacBook, the MacBook Pro and MacBook Air, um, in which we see a lot of random little things, um, in which we also saw the, uh, so the new um, iPad Pro, where is is looking like a really powerful, nice little tablet, um, where they're updating some of the f- functionality of it. Also, graphic processor wise, a lot more powerful. Um, hmm. Almost trying to appeal to a gaming market, which we will see about. Considering the biggest thing with Apple's gaming market is that you know it just doesn't like the ability to port mm. games to them is a process. And that's, I think is their biggest downfall when it comes to that. But the iPad pro does feature a certain charging port. Is it USB-C? That confuses what? me. They're doing it. It is. Yep. So initially, you know, a few years ago we saw the MacBooks come with USB-C as their charging mm. port as well as, you know, dongles um, coming to them. So the iPad Pro is also going to be charged and, you know, have dongle connectivity with through USB-C, leaving the only proprietary, I mean, only Apple product that uses their proprietary cable to be the iPhone. <laughs> Which, do we have a price point for why? it yet? stop it apple um you're being dumb i mean obviously it's at like <laughs> too much it wouldn't be an apple product if it wasn't like a couple hundred bucks more than the competition right um i know there's a pre-order you can you can order these now um and they are set at well, this might be $799, according to Twitter. 
Yeah, starting for the year 11 inch display, 11 inch model is 799. Um, they are featuring Apple's A12 processor, which is what it is allowing like all the cool things. Um, the other part is is that with the new iPad Pro, so their their Apple Pencil charges directly off it, mm. but it's also not compatible with the first gen Apple Pencil. So you have, like, if you already have one and you were thinking about upgrading, you'd also have to upgrade your Apple Pencil, <laughs> which is another probably 200 bucks. I don't know. Uh, but still, like, yeah, it features, you know, with the new o- mobile OS they have, you know, so no physical home button on these, um, a larger screen, screen like edge-to-edge display. It's actually looking, it looks like a really good device. Um so I think actually this is probably one of the more reasonable devices for you to buy from Apple. Um, if you are an Apple person, um, the iPad Pro, especially if you're a designer, um, would be a great choice for you in terms of its price point and its power capabilities. And also you can get it into up to a terabyte of storage on it. Um, yeah. But you're going to pay for that, obviously. Um but still, uh, I yeah. In terms of the updates to um, the MacBook and uh, MacBook Air, or MacBook Pro and MacBook Air, um, yeah, not too much on that end. Um, probably you know obvious, you know updates in in the. Uh, hardware um and also possible amd vega graphics compatibility Hmm. which is pretty big news in terms of gaming but also like just the yeah because that's been apple's biggest thing is they don't have graphics card supports but yeah so (laughs) can't completely diss them on these it's just so funny when air all but their iphones utilize usb-c so maybe that's what we'll see in their next the next uh Mm -hmm. iphone generation and we'll be we'll see that switch as well with that Um, normally at this point in the show we would jump to a miscellaneous segment but i want to have a little extra time for our top three because it is seasonal and so special it's special and so this week, um, or I guess at the end of last week, we introduced the top three, and it was going to be, what were your top three Halloween memories? And so we're going to close out the show this week with a, a little trip down memory lane as we discuss some spooky things. Who would like to go first? <laughs> Everyone. I have my list up. Okay, go for okay. it. Well, I will go from youngest to oldest memories, I suppose. Or my age, youngest to oldest, when these memories happen. So, a while back, I feel like I was probably seven or eight years old-ish. My younger brother, for that Halloween, decided to dress up as Darth Vader. And his little helmet mask had, like, basically the eyes are like sunglasses. But the problem is when you're out trick-or-treating, it's dark and you can't see in 
It's, you can't see through his little sunglasses, so he what? he doesn't like it when I tell this memory, but I don't know that he listens to the podcast, but he had he may have run into a couple of trees and had ta- had a hard time seeing <laughs> the poor kid. <laughs> just but he was the cutest little Darth Vader. Um but just couldn't really see very well, so I think he had to take the mask off or we had to pop the little lenses out of the mask or something like that so he could <laughs> see at night. Um Another year, um, I think I was in junior high, um, probably getting a little too old for trick-or-treating, but I kept going trick-or-treating until it was like, okay, you're really too old now. Um, <laughs> um, I decided that um, my theory for getting the most candy is to take a pillowcase with you because people will feel sorry for you see your empty pillowcase and give you more candy because of the bigger candy receptacle. So, and I got a ton of candy out of my neighborhood that year, and it lasted probably till about Easter. <laughs> I rationed it out like a couple pieces a day, but I had that pillowcase of candy for a very long time. But yeah, now we know November first. It tastes better when you work for it. <laughs> then you only get. Then you only get. Yeah. Unless you have no, a strategy. No, it doesn't because you get crappy candy occasionally that you don't like anyway. So it's better you just buy the candy, candy you like when it's all on and sale the day after. I knew which houses had the full-size candy bars. So mm, The real MVPs. Yeah. We knew None of those we had a, apples a path, or floss. We had a path strategy to hit that house first and then do all the other ones so that we could get a good selection of full-size candy bars. Yeah. Yes. Uh, change costumes. Come and then back. circle back around and get another full size yeah. candy bar. Um, and my last memory change was when I was in college. Quick. Oh yeah. Um, I feel like most years in October, close to um Halloween, we would go out to Augusta, Arkansas, and go to the um Peebles Farm and Pumpkin Patch because they had a wonderful corn maze. Like the corn was like super high, so you couldn't see over it, and like. You couldn't really see the other paths very well, and it was a very, very large corn maze, so we would be stuck in the corn maze just walking around with friends. At We'd always go at night because it's creepier at night and more fun. With, we'd... Um, no, Did they include they, actors that... They didn't, but we kind of scared each scared other anyway. So meant to scare you in um, your corn maze? But like we, you could spend a couple hours trying to oh, get okay. out of this thing. Um, they gave you maps, but that's cheating. <laughs> so it's like we just walk in and walk in circles till we find our way out. But that was always a fun memory. It's like only make right turns. Um, you only make right turns, but, don't you know? Yeah. That? So we would just goof off and wander around this corn maze for hours, and that was always a fun like fall Halloween like. Activity at this pumpkin patch with this amazing corn maze. Shout out to Peebles. Love you guys. <laughs> yeah. You Please sponsor us. If you live in Arkansas, go check out Peebles Farm. They have a great corn maze. Free free marketing for them for me. <laughs> Chris, what about you? What are what are your three favorite Halloween memories? I don't really I don't think I have quite three. Cause there's twelve. But I do have a couple because there's 22. Um, there's 13. One, dun, dun, dun. I, I guess I could come up with a third. Um, so our local college, Carroll College, ha- always puts on, um, their student body puts on a, a haunted house. 
I'm not sure if this <laughs> is, is a good anime. memory, but it's definitely a memory. It's definitely a Halloween memory. And it's always really well done. Like they go all out. And especially like when you go into it after they tell the like haunting stories around Carol to begin with. Because Carol's old and supposedly aspects of it are haunted. Ooh, spooky. Ooh. But when I was a kid, um, I didn't care for haunted houses when I was younger, but, you know, my friend talked me into going and I wasn't really freaked out, but he's, he put on a brave face (laughs) at first until the end. Like there's this long corridor that's just black and usually, uh, and in this instance, someone came out, you know, and would chase you down the hallway. <laughs> well, he completely freaked out when that happened, and he threw his little like he flailed his arm and threw his uh his uh candy bag, <laughs> candy bag, and it hit oh, me. No. It was like candy it's though, heavy. not yeah, the it candy. Was actually. <laughs> So I stopped and picked up most of his candy and threw it in my bag and walked out. (laughs) Like, I I really wasn't freaking out at that time. And then we also have a corn maze. I'm not far out of town um, toward a smaller town called Townsend here in Montana. And that one they will hire actors Mm. for that will chase you around with like a bladeless chainsaw through the corn maze. And that was probably one of the more few times I was actually a little more scared. Hmm. Which case I just ran through the corn. Yeah. <laughs> I just booked it. Um, mostly because I was a little, like we had split, like gotten separated a little bit. Oh, I didn't cool. know where anyone was. But otherwise it was Halloween that started me on the path of misleading people as to who I was because you could wear a mask. And I just pose as <laughs> someone's cousin. And see how I can get away with it. And then I'd come back like in a different costume at like certain Halloween parties mm-hmm. as myself. <laughs> <laughs> just freak people out as I yeah. convince them that I, I knew things. things. That I shouldn't have. Sounds like a Chris thing to do. Sounds like very stereotypical Chris. It is a very Chris thing. You have a brand and you're sticking to it. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) The Cameron's turn now. I'm ready. So, um, so. um, I'll go kind of like Deanna did. I'll go in like order that I remember these things happening. Um, so my first one, I actually don't remember like the trick or treating side of it, but I remember like my parents making me a really cool Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles costume when I was like really oh. little. Um, I'm sure there's Picks somewhere. No proof. Uh, my mom um, listens. We'll see if she gets this far in the cast. Um, and so she probably has pictures somewhere. And so. Um, Shout out to Cindy. Do you have pictures? Send it to us. And so. Um, <laughs> So we can yeah. post them all over the website of little Cameron as a Cameron teenage was an mutant adorable ninja turtle. Child. I'm an adorable He's got adult. Some cute pictures. <laughs> so that was that was my first one. I mean, like I said, I don't remember like specifically the trick or treating or any part of it, but um, I remember that. Um, my next one was um, kind of like what you were saying, Deanna. We went trick or treating in college, 
Um, and we were, of course, at that age where we were definitely way too old to be trick or treating. Um, and Chris, I was saying too old was like high school, but okay. <laughs> so, Chris, I don't remember if you were there for this. I don't, I don't think you were, but I could be wrong. Yeah, probably. It's probably at work. <laughs> and so we went trick or treating, and kind of like your thing with the pillowcase. We we also hypothesized that the larger the container we brought, the more candy people would give us. And so we went like right around trick or when trick or treating was ending and went to house to house with like one of those giant packing tubs and just kind of cleaned up candy. And so we we pulled the like, you know, there's not many like little kids out. We'll take the candy off your hands. And enough people thought it was funny that like a group of like 10 to 15 college kids were trick or treating that we like filled up this tub of candy like two thirds of the way. Please tell me you took that tub of candy like a children's home or something. By <laughs> children's home, you mean the college uh-uh. dorms? Yes. <laughs> and so, and then uh, I've told this other story recently. Um, some people, I don't think I've told it on the cast, but uh, if I did, it was a while ago. That when I was in Manchester, the church I worked at, they did a Harvest Carnival costume party. And so, um, but you couldn't call it Halloween because that would be bad. You just had to do with costumes and candy and was around the end of October. Um, And so each year I would dress up as a sitcom character, typically from The Office or um, Parks and Rec. And so one of the years I dressed up as 90s Ben Wyatt, which is what he does for his birthday party. Mm -hmm. And so he wears roller skates as this and it's actually like a major plot point of the like like roller skates are a major plot point of the episode and so i wore roller skates except manchester church of christ's parking lot is not remotely level and i had always thought i was decent at roller skating like i never thought i was good but i thought i was decent and it was because i'd only ever really roller skated on a rink which is level and smooth and so i never ended up falling i don't think but i struggled pretty hard for like three hours in roller skates on a very unlevel parking lot no but in the end it was worth it because i got a pretty sweet story out of it yeah where'd you get the roller skates amazon oh okay (laughs) yeah i just i just bought roller skates off Amazon and was like, okay, well I need this for the costume. I had one of the youth group girls make the shirt for me because, um, Ben is wearing like a band shirt, like a shirt for a band from the late nineties that there was no percent chance that I was going to find or pay the actual price for to get one from the <laughs> band. And so I just had them like, um, like that, like t-shirt paint type stuff. Puffy paint. I just had them put that on like a white t-shirt for me so I could wear it. And so, um, yeah, it was a pretty good one. I also did, um, Jim as Dwight, um, three hole punch, Jim and Dave. And so. Mm -hmm. Quick follow-up question for everyone. Most awkward church attempt at not celebrating Halloween. (laughs) Or something you heard about why you shouldn't. I don't remember our churches ever really t- 
talking it's about? It's just always like when the I was fall fest or pumpkin fest or something fall mm -hmm. pumpkin related. Like it was always just like we have candy and games and stuff. Except for it's never good candy. It's always just candy corn. <laughs> Whoa, you watch your mouth. Candy corn is a saint. <laughs> we have a huge container of candy corn in here, here that I just get a couple pieces off a week and Cameron basically finishes off. He's finished off like two containers of this. This is the third this one. This is the third container. I'm kind of worried. <laughs> I really like candy corn. Cameron and his candy I've corn. I've learned it. So real corn is trash. <laughs> Candy corn is Cameron amazing. Cameron is an interesting person. He apparently likes a, like candy that most people don't really like, which is fascinating to me. He really likes circus peanuts, which would be, and, and also candy corn, which would be on some people's worst candy list. But I find this fascinating. And like, he, he's just sometimes he's <laughs> a walking contradiction, and it's very entertaining to me because I never know when it's going to be, I, when he's going to contradict something. Did I eat the circus peanuts? You got me within like 30 minutes of getting to work? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Was it like 10 o'clock in oh, the morning? So I guess it wasn't within 30 minutes. But like, was it like 10 o'clock in the morning? Yes. <laughs> I wondered where those went. I was like, well, I guess he took Was them. it amazing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and they came from wow. Cracker Barrel, which he doesn't like. But hey, they sell I, your favorite. They sell all the awful candies <laughs> that you like there. <laughs> Hey, they got to do something right. <laughs> I said it, Cracker Barrel, 1v1 I love me. your chicken and dumplings. I love you. That makes Cameron's like day after Halloween candy shopping trip. So this is why I love November 1st. I just get literally all the or the candy corn. It's just. Except we have enough candy and cookies right now. <laughs> but anyways. It's like one of my favorite things is like the warnings about like with like certain things being legal in certain mm -hmm. states like marijuana like the warning against check your candy make sure it's non-edible yeah. or make sure that nothing's happened to it to which i'm thinking make sure no one put razor blades yeah in. oh yeah, that one make like okay i get but no one is going to be sharing their edibles with your kids mm. just saying <laughs> well on that note um let's wrap up this week's episode um before we get into our social media again, where you can let us know your top Halloween memories or your favorite Spider-Man or tell us your favorite horse story. Um, Chris, why don't you share what our top three for next week is going to be? So our next three with all the current like reboots or remakes coming out, such as Sabrina or whatever series, you know, so what, are your top three series or movies that deserve a remake or a reboot? I, mm -hmm. I'm ready. So, oh yeah. With that listeners, um, thank you for joining us as we talk about Halloween this week. And if you want to, you can reach out to us on our social media, which is one geek four one one on Facebook, Twitter, and our PlayStation community. You can send us an email at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. You can rate us and subscribe on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and pretty much wherever else you get podcasts. And we read five-star reviews on the air. And, of course, you can head over to onegeek411.com and check out the show notes there. And lastly, you can reach out to us on our personal so social media accounts. Mine is Humar Whittle. 
Deanna790. Not so foreign with a four. <laughs> and it's been a great week. Thank you, Happy everyone. Halloween. This is Halloween. Not a Halloween movie. Manamana, do 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 do. Manamana, do 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 do. Manamana.